And without further ado, let me introduce my awesome guest here tonight. This is Shelby Bennett. She is from San Diego, singer songwriter. Uh, she has been in a number of bands here, uh, Midnight Pine, Creature in the Woods, Have Nots, Baby Bushka. And she's been involved in quite a lot of projects amidst uh, all of this COVID business going on. So tell me, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Nice <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, tell me what you had going on right before quarantine started. So what, oh. what did you have to throw the brakes on? Um, a lot. You know, I, because the first thing that comes to mind is Baby Bushka, because we were about to go on like a West Coast tour right. and then a, uh, a UK tour and they were all booked and most of them were sold, but it was going to be like the best. Um, and you know, we were all a little nervous and then, uh, ultimately we were going to continue to do it. And then once the music festival started shutting down, it was like, I think it's most, most of the venues contacted us and, and yeah. we're like, we have to cancel everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, the have nots just put out an album on January 1st this year. So we were planning on hopefully touring and doing, you know, just playing out and, supporting that and everything mm -hmm. so that obviously didn't happen but, but the have-nots we've been just making like these kind of diy music videos that we're posting yeah. on instagram so that's been a lot of fun yeah um and then the midnight pine was supposed to put out a, a like a live uh live at audio design we put out this record and we were going to have our like uh our album release party on you know, the 14th of April or something. And obviously that had too. So, yeah, I mean, thankfully I'm fortunate enough to have maintained the bulk of my students, mm -hmm. which has been just, I mean, in so many ways, something that has like really kept me going as far as not being able to play music with friends anymore. Or like, you know, for yeah. the time being, it's, it's been really wonderful to maintain some students that I'm, you know, I'm still kind of talking about it. I'm kind of, I'm helping and, and, and it's still in the music. Um, so I don't feel completely detached from it, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, lots, I was, I was quite a busy woman before, yeah. uh, before the pandemic. So many disappointments. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it is what have it you is. been able to, uh, are you teaching virtually or are you, are you um, doing it some other way? Most of it is virtual. Um, lucky to uh, have, yeah, maintained some virtual students. I've had virtual students that I've like never met before in real life. Um, uh -huh. So that's kind of cool. And um, I think, I think that singing might be one of the, the easy things to teach online mm -hmm. because I can still hear and see what's to happen you know like i can't imagine like drums can you imagine teaching drums yeah. online nope. <laughs> that sounds so hard um but yeah so and i have a few people i will go to i will go to them and they're quite conscious of of all the covid things and it's you know you just stand far away from me and mm -hmm. so it's nice to have those moments too because i love to harmonize with my students and I, I like to yeah. teach by singing with them and kind of and, and I just also love to sing with people it's kind yeah. of like it's way more fun than singing by yourself 
Yes, so, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. So it's a really special thing that I've been able to kind of maintain some way. So I think that would make me go a little bit more crazy than just not playing shows. Right, right. Because yeah. this is the longest I've gone probably my whole life not performing for like, you know, the better part of a year. Yeah. It's, it's really oh. interesting. It's hard. It's so hard. I'm well, I'm glad I'm glad teaching is rolling for you. So but you've been I mean, you've been involved in some other um, projects. Tell us about the projects that you've had going on. Oh, yeah. So um, my dear friend and bandmate, Al, Alfred Howard, um, he had this crazy idea to put out 100 songs in a year. And so I've been, you know, I've been singing backups on some of those I've been writing some myself some of them are songs that Al and I wrote you know on a bench in Mission Trails five years ago and we're like uh -huh. bringing them back to life here you know so it's I've been quite busy in the studios which has been a lot of fun um and I mainly what I've been the because that's here and there and then the bulk of the work that I've been doing has been on like this solo album that I'm working on okay um which I have never done before it's quite exciting and wow. um and I'm working on it with my friend uh who used to be in the, the Midnight Pine his name is Dylan Casey and he's a phenomenal musician and producer and so a lot of the, most songs all of the songs have already been written and we've just been kind of like working through Zoom and um and just kind of trying to produce the album like because he lives in LA trying to just produce it like on zoom. Yeah. And so that's been a lot of fun. Um, and I've since then like started to LA to like, um, just kind of be in the same room. So we're, we're just looking at sounds and different references that we like, and we want to bring into it because mm -hmm. I don't know. So I've been doing that. And then, um, in piggybacking off of that, I know, I have these songs and obviously I like them because I wrote them. Right. Um, but I also <laughs> have a hard time. I have a hard time wanting to play these sensitive songs in a noisy bar. Okay. You know, like they mean a lot to me and I taught, and I've done that so much with the midnight pine that the music is so sensitive and like, uh, um, that like if you're playing a noisy Casbah show, it it kind of takes a little bit of the magic away when like right. singing this super serious thing and then it's like yeah can i get a rum and coke <laughs> right. it's like you know it's like i don't know <laughs> yeah exactly okay. so i was just kind of thinking about what other options are there than mm -hmm. playing a sh than playing shows than just releasing an album and printing a bunch of cds that people aren't going to buy mm -hmm. um and so I, and I've also just been painting a lot. And so what I want to do is have a different visual art that is paired with each song in the album. And so when you're releasing it, it's more, more like a gallery opening where, you know, you buy the, you buy the album to get in and you bring your, and you listen to it on your phone and you go and look at all the different art that has to do with that song that I, love I mean that's my dream that's my big goal dream like I'm 
thinking like my biggest, I don't even want to say the words, but I'm thinking like wonder spaces, like kind of an interactive thing, mm -hmm. but, but you know, cause I, I, and I'm making like an entire book for one of the songs mm -hmm. where I'm just like, it's like a series of like nine paintings and, um, and eventually I'll, it'll be finished someday. And, um, and then it would be cool to like sell that as a, a combo, sell the song and the book. Mm -hmm. you know and then you can i don't know just you have more to attach to as far as like you have audio stuff to attach and then there's something visual too and i've just really um i've really had nothing else to do but paint so yeah. <laughs> i've just been trying to trying to get it organized so that it can all just kind of you know be a part of self because i have been doing lots of work but it is it's hard to show that when you can't play shows. Right. That's such a brilliant idea. I love that. So, but ultimately like big vision, you see this as an actual physical location, like art gallery style, kind of like you're talking mm. about. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's almost like, if you think about like, um, like any kind of museum, you go through the museum mm -hmm. and at the end, there's a gift shop. And so it could be cool to like already have some prints made and then maybe have like um, a print order form where people can like order the prints that they like the most. Yeah. I, I want to have some of the baby Bushka girls like um, choreograph and do some kind of like music video that's that's also linked and have some kind of just have like <clears throat> as many like medias as possible mm -hmm. to make these songs um evolve a little bit more and yeah. just kind of like and also just to like include more people because like I said I'm doing this is like a, other than Dylan like mm -hmm. a, this is a solo thing and it's been really interesting because yeah. when you're in a band you have people around you to be like yeah that idea is good or like what are, when are we doing this you know like and <clears throat> so it's been a lot of me just having to like motivate myself yeah and and it 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 feels nice to like bring in people who I already am loving work with mm -hmm. and having them like shine in some way also in this art. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, that's kind of what it's all about. That is so cool. What a great, I mean, you're creating a whole experience with it that I, I mean, I love that idea so much. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. I'm in, and it seems like, in the midst of COVID and everything, it's probably still something that you you could do. I mean, because potentially you don't have to have forty people walking through at once. You could have exactly twosies and you know play be safe about it. And exactly have it like be like movie times. You know, like oh, I bought the tickets for the four o'clock, and it takes four about you know. And, and and I imagine there'll be like six songs. We we had twelve ish songs, and we decided to split them and do like a six song album and then another six song album because one of them a little more digital kind of, um we're, we're programming lots of beats and doing lots of synthy <clears throat> synthy fun things and then the other one is like highly acoustic okay. so we wanted to kind of keep those separate so we weren't, weren't compromising the the integrity of either of those you know mm -hmm. yeah uh, i'm curious to know why is this your first solo album is it have you just kind of been trying to find your sound all these years or just, I don't know, was it a logistical problem? <laughs> I think, I think a lot of it was like, I was so busy 
with the Midnight Pine. You know, the Midnight Pine was, we were playing, it's been a band for like almost nine years, Mm -hmm. which is crazy and makes me feel old. Um, (laughs) It's so weird. And (laughs) I know, I know, but... (laughs) I just turned 29 uh, in August and I'm oh you're a baby I know I know um but so you know the the midnight part to me really busy and then um the have-nots was kind of the have-nots was definitely like the the pendulum swinging to the other side of the spectrum as far as midnight pine and the have-nots you know like Mm -hmm. I really love having both of these bands to highlight and amplify different parts of myself because mm. the midnight pine is so feminine and dark you know and the have-nots is obviously like not that and yeah. so it's it's been really great to have that and so I I think Dylan and I were working on this solo record like four years ago mm-hmm. some of these songs were written a long time ago like four years ago and you know, we both got so busy and so it just kind of stopped. And then eventually like some in February of this year, um, we got together and had a drink and we're like, let's make this record. Let's like, let's do it. You know? Cause I feel like we could make something really good. Yeah. And little um, do we know we're going to have a lot of time here soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, that was, we met up for a drink on February 15th and then by the next that time the next month yeah we were all in shutdown and um i i will say the i was so exhausted i it took me like two months to just like get back up to zero because you know with teaching and i was also working i was working two jobs and then in three bands and Mm -hmm. you know constantly playing i was playing at least two shows a week you know and so I think like it was it's been really nice to really dive into the like writing aspect and just kind of the uh I don't know the communal aspect of music rather than the performative aspect Mm -hmm. because I personally don't there are moments that I do miss performing but mostly I don't um which is really odd Mm. Yeah. which is a huge surprise for me. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think the singing lessons and, and just being a part of that has been really helpful in like maintaining at least some kind of flow yeah. instead of just having it build up, you know? Yeah. Well, that's probably, that's, it's probably a good feeling to have when you're working on an album because it kind of clears the space for you to be wholly focused and, you know, yeah. uh, immersed in that. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, I, I feel that way about this visual art, because I've always loved to paint and draw and everything. But my life was like, to the minute, so planned out up until this pandemic. Yeah. You know, as a musician, you, you start to think like, okay, busy means good. I have zero time, which means I am successful. But it really just means that you have zero time. Mm-hmm. and you're doing a bunch of projects for other people or whatever and you don't have time or energy to do your own thing at the end of the day yeah so it's been really wonderful to just not only like have the time and energy but also have 
a long enough amount of time to watch myself get a little bit better from just practicing it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the stuff, the book that I'm working on, it's going to be kind of like a storybook. And I'm not sure how to put it out because I want to have some control over when the pages are flipped. Okay. Um, so I might do like some kind of music video where I'm like doing this book and then people can buy it for themselves mm-hmm. and watch it or, you know, and, and look at it themselves and have it play it with the song and stuff. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been so wonderful to be able to like dive into that other thing that I've always loved yeah. and never had time for. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of on that note too, having coming from, you know, two great bands, you've been writing all, all this time with them. And when you're in that band situation, you've got kind of the collaboration of everyone and, mm-hmm. and you have, you're either getting affirmation from them or, or con, let's call it constructive criticism. Or just validation or, you know, like motivation yeah. and any of it, you know? Right. So when you go and you dive into it for yourself, you do you find that you're having to like dig a lot for that validation, for that self-affirmation, or is this just a natural process for you? You know, I will say that I working on this with Dylan has been really nice because I really trust his taste. Mm-hmm. And so if like, and, and honestly, like the things that we've been doing, I'm over the moon about. I'm like so excited about how these songs are just kind of blossoming into something I never ever thought they would be. And I think it is hard to keep myself motivated sometimes just because you're the only person. But I think the fact that it's a slightly different, um, it's a slightly different format that I'm going for makes me, it makes me push a little bit harder. Cause like just the fact that I have this vision that is not like any other show that I've played before. Mm-hmm. And so in many ways, I'm like kind of chomping at the bit to like, you know, get, get it done. And I want it to be out and I want it to be good. But I also, like I said, I want it to be good and I don't want to rush it. Yeah. And I don't want, and I think that this is really good and valuable incubating time because I've got tons of visual art to make for these other songs so so I imagine it'll probably be it's going to be called math and magic and the first half of math and magic is going to be out in like early 2021 and the second half I have no idea um but it probably won't be much much further after that you know okay um so, so are you going to be releasing them all as singles or are you putting them out as uh, a collection or I think I'm going to release one or two singles and then put it out as a collection. And that will be the time where you can go and hmm, yeah, see, this is all just my call. So yeah. it's so it's, <laughs> oh, it's so interesting because it's like, yeah, I could do anything, yeah. you know, and I just have to pick something and that's Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the hard part um yeah but eventually it will come out and it will be some kind of uh immersive experience i hope and i hope that people it it offers more things for people to attach to Mm -hmm. you know and um yeah i i hope it's i hope it it's 
I hope it happens. I think it will, but it's oh, such yeah. a big mountain, you know? Yeah. It sounds amazing. And, and it sounds like you're in a great headspace. You know, it's, I love that. It seems like you're really in a flow and uh, I mean, what better place to be? I'm trying. I'm, um, yeah, I just had to move and that was, it's funny. Like there's so many reasons to be, you know, emotional. I was moving away from this beautiful house that I lived in for three years with like great people and, and everything. But the thing I was most um, worried about because I hadn't like really uh, consistent with my creative thing up and painting every day and like, and doing that. And I was so worried that my momentum was going to be slowed. And I, and that was just the, the thing that I was, I was like, how am I supposed to like keep working on this thing? If I, don't if I'm not grounded you know that was my most my biggest worry was like what if I can't like tap into this flow again you know and right thankfully I have you know which is which is great I think it's it's more just um kind of trying to hold myself accountable and be like this is what you want and you can make it happen you've got time Mm -hmm. so there's no pressure you know and it, it feels nice to not have that pressure because, you know, every single album I've put out, it's been like, let's get this out. These songs are great. We want people to know it's great, you know, and everything that I've put out, I'm insanely proud of. Yeah. Um, but it feels really nice to take time with these and listen to them with different ears every month, mm-hmm. you know, because you're always evolving. You're 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 always kind of changing and being influenced by different things so it's i don't know it's it's been it's been a really fun and inspiring journey to try and re reimagine the system and make it something better for us performers because you know if i go and sing my heart out on a stage and get paid seven dollars again not that i do it for the money but it's kind of like i just don't miss that yeah. You know, I, I don't. And yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I think too, we can, I, we can choose to look at this however we want. Right. But I think that why not look at it as a more of like a seasonal thing, you know, where we're in a different season now while, while yes, some of us really, really thrive in the performance space or like, Mm -hmm you know, really hitting it hard all the time. Um, you know, maybe there's a season for that, but right now, if you can get comfortable in this more quiet, Mm -hmm. slower season, like you clearly are, then you (laughs) you can really start like flourishing and letting these ideas fly and, and make something of them and knowing that the other seasons will return. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'm sure, I think part of me has just been like, telling myself I don't miss it performing you know like there's I'm sure I'm sure I'm that's just the way that I'm coping with the fact that like that of my life is not happening (laughs) um because obviously yeah and anybody who does it knows that it's like one of the best feelings ever Mm -hmm. to like feel like you killed it um and it's been nice because I feel like I've been able to find that feeling in you know painting something that I'm like, well, that that happened on accident, but Mm -hmm. that's great. You know, like I kind of, I've been kind of able to feel that in a, 
in a much more like personal way and way a way that is not dependent on other people mm-hmm. telling me that I'm good. It's more me just being like, oh, I like that, you know? Yeah. Well, so I know great. That, that seems to be like a big, big factor in all of this with a lot of the singers that I'm talking with is that you, you really, as musicians, singers, you, you get accustomed to this, um, external validation and you don't realize how much you count on it or how much, you know, right. How, how much you like need it or yeah. And I, and I guess like, you know, I've gone through when I was, uh, in 2018, I got pneumonia Mm. and I was sick and I, and I, my, my, my instrument was compromised for like, yeah. you know, four months. It was bad. And I had to go in and do some video stuff that's like on the internet forever. Um, and it was so, that was far, I mean, personally, obviously globally, this is so dark, but yeah. that was far darker of a time for me mm-hmm. um, because I was so far away from my instrument and and it was so like uh it just sucked and so now like the fact that I can just kind of like start to own singing again and not just be this like dancing monkey who sings when she's told to you know um it feels great to just sing because I want to and like learn whatever songs I want and then also help people to be better at that too and I mean a lot of what I do with teaching is like, is more like an analytical approach because singing is so precious and voice and people are so scared. Mm-hmm. And um, all you have to do, I mean, all oh, that's, that's all, that's all you have to do is just look at what you don't like, ask yourself why you don't like it. Yes. Yeah. And that's it. And that's like such a perfect metaphor for so many things. Mm-hmm. is like looking at this picture that I'm drawing and I don't, I fucking hate it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I hate it. <laughs> and, um, and I hate it. And so I have to ask myself, why don't I, why do I hate it? What can I do to make it something I like? Yeah. Because every single song starts that way. You write something and you're like, uh, that's not it. Yeah. Let me keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's the way to get better at everything. Yeah. It really is. That's a great point. Um, I, I'd love to hear about your um, your background in music and how you were kind of brought up musically, what your what your training was and what your influences were. Um, when I was, I don't know, I've always loved singing, even as like a little kid. And I was uh, like my first, I don't even really remember this, but my parents love this story where um, I were at our neighbor's birthday party. Like we barely should have been invited. We did not know this woman very well. We didn't know any of her family. <laughs> um, and, and everybody's, you know, she's really old. So everybody's up and saying nice things about her. And people are like, does anybody else have anything to say? And my parents, like all of a sudden they, they look around, like not there and I'm on stage. And then I got scared. And then my mom had to with me and like row, row, row your boat or something. And so, I mean, ever, you know, I've I've been like shy about, about singing. I've always really loved it. And I sang a lot in a church 
growing up in like a contemporary church band. My dad played in the band and I did lots of harmonizing there. And that's kind of why harmonizing comes so easily to me now. And also, you know, I did gospel choir. I went on, um, there was this church group that was, that was like a touring group of like 30 preteens. And we would did like kind of a show choir, like uh-huh. acting, singing, dancing thing. Yeah. Uh, for like six weeks, we would travel to different churches. And I mean, that's a tour. That's like a, a yeah. real, we were on a tour bus. And I remember like thinking even then as like a 12, 13 year old being like, this is what I'm good at. I am really good at performing every day and being consistent. You know, I just like, I just knew that I, that's something I wanted Mm -hmm. to do or something that I knew I could, I could do for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was a big, that was a big deal um, for me. And then in high school, you know, I went to like a Christian school, so I was still kind of singing in the bands and church. I honestly stayed going to church for a lot longer than I probably would have if I hadn't been singing, you know, like church was such a perfect place to, to learn how to be in a band with people. Yes. And to also something that I definitely feel like I took away from that too, is like, I, you know, obviously when you're really well in a worship service, it's, they're not applauding you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not about you. It's about this thing that you're chilling. It's about, it's about something bigger than that. Yeah. And I, and I love to just remind myself of that all the time. Like mm. I'm just sitting here and my only job is to like channel whatever I can to make this a moment. Mm-hmm. you know and to make because that's what people are really struck by I think that's what I'm really struck by yeah is by like somebody really channeling something like something special and yeah. true and um and I think that church was always music in church is always like that you know it's it's not it's obviously not about the music um right, right. so I I still feel that way uh, and then in college I did singing courses I took piano I got up to like theory two and then the midnight pine started and I was like well I was taking all these music classes so that I could like write songs and start a band and I kind of did that so I'm just go learn by playing shows Uh instead Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah I was like not making my 8 a.m jazz history class so (laughs) you know it was and honestly like I loved and I and I learned a lot um, at the Gross College uh, music department. I had many, many, many good teachers, and I met a lot of people that I still know today. Um, a lot of jazz musicians that I still like see and love to watch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and the Midnight Pine happened, and then um, a couple years later, the Creature in the Woods happened, and yeah, big influences. Uh, and I was taking singing lessons all through that too I guess I should say like and one of my teachers um she would put these little like we would sing to karaoke tracks we had like a little karaoke machine that we would plug into PA speakers and had like CDs with karaoke tracks and Uh and we would go to like Seaport Village or like Nuts Berry Farm or 
the Del Mar fair and like sing. And we would just go up and do our little thing. And there's probably like eight other girls who were doing the same thing. Mm. And that, and that was scary. I mean, look back, I wasn't scared at the time, but looking back now, uh, just going up in broad daylight. Yeah. Um, with a by, by yourself and nobody is playing with you there's no there's no way you can like look at anybody and be like haha I messed up right <laughs> you know um it's, it was scary stuff I mean yeah but I I don't know I just wasn't deterred by it because being in front of people at church all the time is so much harder because they've like watched you grow up right and so singing in front of strangers is so much easier mm-hmm. because it's like well I don't know those people yeah they're like and then see them again. And I hope I do it a good job anyways, but yeah, mm. I, I totally can relate to that. Yeah. And on the church thing too, I had a very similar, uh, background and sang in the church for years and years. And it is like that perfect school because you've got the yes. band, you've got the audience, mm-hmm. you've got the, uh, you've got the direction, um, mm-hmm. you've got the ensemble for, you know, training your ears up and mm-hmm. and on the you know the fact that you mentioned and i guess i've really never thought of this but um when you talk about the fact that you're you're kind of you're kind of stepping out of yourself because mm-hmm. you know that it isn't about you you know right. you're um you're obviously acknowledging something else as well as your audience and i and it makes me feel like um singing now um i don't have any kind of like stage fright or anything like that but my personality i'm real um introverted and kind of i don't know if shy is the word but but i'm quiet you know Uh but not on stage and i feel like it's because i kind of sense i have that sense of alter ego a little bit Mm -hmm. and that could be rooted from the church experience, maybe. I think that it's a really wonderful distance that you can put between yourself and your art. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, um, I don't know if I've ever read anything by Elizabeth Gilbert, um, but oh, she wrote yeah. Eat, Pray, Love, and, mm-hmm. and she has amazing TED Talk called Your Elusive Creative Genius. And that talk changed my life because it mm-hmm. talks about, I don't know, Everybody who's watching should go watch it. I'm not going to paraphrase yeah, anything, I'll check that but out. Mm-hmm. it's, and she also has a book called big magic and it's kind of talking about the same, the same thing as that Ted talk, just in a, a book form. She reads the audiobook, which I mean, I always just love. Um, but yeah, it's, it's because when you're too close to it, I don't know, you rely, you're relying much on it and there's so much pressure. And I don't, I think that singing and art is about, and feelings about allowing things to happen rather than forcing something Mm -hmm. because I mean that's true for everything too you know if you if you're forcing something then it's gonna feel forced yeah um and so I you know going back to your seasonal talking about things being seasonal I think that creativity is like that too you know like Mm -hmm. there are times where I'm highly productive or there are times where I can write a whole song in like a couple days or you know, even a couple hours. And then there are times when I'm not, and I try not to give myself too much of a hard time about that. Yeah. Cause I think that that you giving yourself a hard time about the fact that you're not making anything is a waste of time. 
Yeah. And a weaker energy because like, I mean, maybe you're just writing about the wrong thing then. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, I, I like to think about writing songs like digging for dinosaur bones. You know, like if you're not, if you're digging, you're not finding any bones, then maybe you should go dig else. Yeah. Cause I mean, what are you going to write a song about? You're just going to make something up and not write from like your experience and your, and your feelings. Cause that's the most unique thing about you. Right. Right. And use your perception of everything. And so how can anyone say that that's bad? Right. You know? I, yeah. I love, I love that you use the word allow because that really does it. It kind of, it, it is, it's, it's inclusive of everything, but you know, you're mm-hmm. right with like the, the songwriting, you, you either allow the creativity to come or you do or something it doesn't. else. You know? Yeah. You yeah, exactly. Let it be. <laughs> right. And you know, that's, Something that I feel like, and I might be totally wrong about this, but something I feel like I can hear and I can tell when, you know, a band that I really love puts out an album I really love, their next album, you can tell that the, uh, the, the label was like, all right, let's get another one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then you can tell that they just were under this pressure and had yeah. signed a contract and were writing this song, these songs for money or, you know, for a monetary reason, you know, whether it's being sued for not like meeting your contract or whatever. I don't know. I just, I never want to write anything like that. I only want to write things that like feel real and true to me because I, I, and, and, you know, not every single song that I write feels like a home run, but every now and then it does. And, and that's like, the best feeling mm-hmm. to feel like you really explained yourself in a way that was exactly what you were trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think that's, it speaks for, um, performing also, um, mm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of talking and I, I don't know, I, I don't really like the, the term alter ego because to me that makes it sound like you're acting, but I think sometimes stepping into it's like you're stepping into a role a I don't yes know. no i i know exactly what i know exactly what you're saying and it's it's more yeah. just like certain parts of you are being amplified yes that's what you know? it is yeah and it's and, and you're and allowing it's, that to happen yes and yeah. that's why also like i never um i never really trust anyone who is interested in me romantically because they saw me perform because oh, it's yeah. kind of, okay because it's kind of like oh that's not like that's You're not, not really that me you know and <laughs> no, no no not at all like if anything like i have to take a you know after a sold out casbah show i am like a hermit for the next few days because you know the entire night you're like hey oh my god hi you know and you're just totally drained and uh and yeah no i anybody who's expecting me to be that all the time Mm -hmm. it's just not gonna happen but it does feel good to flex that and Mm -hmm. to amplify yourself in that way and it feels really powerful and it feels um i don't know like there there's definitely something about bit magical about it and um I I love that and I'm I feel so fortunate to like have this be the thing 
most of the time I feel very fortunate. Sometimes I'm like, wow, you should have been a lawyer. <laughs> you know, yeah. I worked at a bank or something, but <laughs> yeah. um, I'm ultimately like, I'm at this place, I, my teaching and my ride and everything where I feel very, uh, I feel very happy with where I'm at and very, um, I don't know. I'm so proud of, of everything that I've done, you know, and I'm, I'm excited to make more things that I'm proud of. And, yeah. you know, like it's, it, we'll see what the world comes to. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the climate changes. And I mean, there's a vaccine apparently. So um, hopefully that means that we'll be able to like have people in this room to watch something sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know. It's, it's been, uh, I feel like I've been able to go back to this lifestyle that I had when I was like in high school, you know, cause I was always in my room. I'm an only child. So I was mm -hmm. always in my room, like working on stuff. You know, I like to do lots of things with my hands. So I was mm -hmm. crocheting or, you know, do, painting or drawing or doing whatever. So it's been really great to kind of go back to that and find that girl again um yeah. and and also you know it's funny i when i was in high school up until recently i chalked it up to me just being like dramatic um <laughs> but in high school i wanted to be an art major and i was like like oh, i just i don't want to be the art i want to make the art and i ugh. you know and <laughs> it's funny how much I am back there right now and being like you know yeah. what like I kind of the fact that like I can paint a picture and I'm done doing that I don't have to repaint it every time mm -hmm. you know and it's I I've been thinking a lot about Kate Bush because she doesn't perform anymore and you know and you think about all the different artists kind of stop performing when they get older and I was just, I'm always just wondering why, because her performances are so um, theatrical and they're so amazing. And so I just, clearly I, I, she got a lot out of it. Um, and I, I just, I feel like, you know, maybe she's just making music videos and she doesn't like the idea or, you know, she doesn't want to go outside, go out and perform like a dancing monkey to people, Yeah, you know, and, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm really comfortable and happy about the fact that like, I can slowly start introducing that back into my life mm -hmm. rather than like, you know, I booked this show four months ago and now I have to do it. And I realized that I, I have two shows today because I, mm -hmm. you know, like it's like some days, some days you, you go three weeks without a show and then they all happen on the same weekend. And like, right. That's just, I mean, it's this thing where you think as a musician, if you're busy, that you're successful. Yeah. And really like five years went by like that because it was just like on to the next, on to the next, on the next. And I don't know, like no regrets or anything, but mm -hmm. it's been really nice to kind of slow that down and then make the performances that I do end up doing more special because yeah. I have more in mm -hmm. me. I'm not just wasted, you know? So that feels good. I'm, I'm, I'm horrified by why it's all happening, 
but ultimately like it's been a it's this lifestyle change has been a huge positive grounding thing for me and we'll see what happens that's so great oh my gosh what a great discovery to have you know amidst all of this it's just it's good to be in that headspace and to yeah. know that you know you're able to you know produce great work that you're super excited about and proud of that's amazing it's scary it's kind of scary but it's like, it's ultimately like it's i mean yeah it's ultimately something that i'm i'm really excited about and i'm i'm really holding myself accountable for this because it is kind of the biggest production that I've ever um, imagined for mm-hmm. myself, for like myself. Yeah. Part of me is still battling. The, Who cares? Yeah. Who cares about these songs that you, you know, and like, that's just a little not nice voice in the back of your head. That's lying to you, yeah. you know, and something, I don't know. Babushka has been such a life changing band to be in because I mean, things that that band has done in only a couple of years mm-hmm. and the way that they've carved a, a, a niche for themselves has been just incredible to watch and be a part of. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Natasha and, and all the girls, like they're, they're all such visionaries and, and watching Natasha make this, I don't know what to call it. Cause it's, it's like theater and a band and this vaudeville kind of like clowning kind of thing and yeah. and she got out of nothing yeah and it's such a and I didn't even know who Kate Bush was until I joined this band and like and really like baby Bushka was a huge reason why the have-nots started like dressing up our stage mm-hmm. and yeah. like you know bringing a bit more of a visual aspect to this yeah. already audible thing because that's kind of um it makes it makes it more memorable and more of a moment and you're trying to create these moments because that's people attached to yeah that's great yeah i love talking with her about um just how she like conceptualizes all of this from like just a just a you know a vision in her mind and you know making it a reality it's it's incredible it's incredible it's incredible what that woman does because like she i always i always say like natasha is firing all cylinders on like left and right side of her brain she's like and she's it's so rare to find someone who is so unbelievably artistic and um so rooted and 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 attached to that of creativity and yet also like able to follow through with everything and do it and like Mm -hmm. and actually and actually meet her goals and that she's been such an inspiring person to me um exponentially in the last couple of months too with yeah. Nina passing and everything. So yeah. yeah, it's it's been uh I'm so thankful and happy to be a part of that project because it really has changed my life in a yeah. lot of ways. So that's great. So do you have um any uh I don't know, are you doing any live streaming? Do you have something coming up that you want everyone to know about or is and or where can they go to check out your music, mm. your art? Um, nothing. I, I'm to be honest, live streaming kind of freaks me out and I might, if I'm going to do anything, it'll probably be just posting videos. Okay. Um, cause I like the control that I have for yes. that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other than like, I'm, I'm going to be posting more and more about, uh, the solo album and 
it's like how that's going to be coming out and posting more and more art about it. And I'm trying to keep some of it under wraps, but um, I'm not sure what's what's best because, you know, you do have to ride the hype train a little bit, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I kind of want it to be like a huge reveal. So I'm not, I'm trying to do like post everything all at once. Mysteries.